Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Bell, more 630 Chad's Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer coming up right now. This report brought to you by Nietzsche's Pizza. Leave game day to the pros. Pizza, pasta, donaire. See the whole lineup at Nietzsche'sPizza.ca. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. We have literally hundreds of texts to get to. It's 105 at Edmonton, hour number two of Oilers Now. The second hour of the show is brought to you, as always, by Digitex. Don't spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Your all-in-one convenient location is digitex.ca, Alberta's. It's a reoccurring theme on the show. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. You can uh, reach us on the River Creek Resort Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. Momentarily, we're going to dip back into the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 630-630. Coming up in the second half of the season, uh, we're going to have an Oilers Now road trip to Chicago to see the Oilers play the Blackhawks. Chicago, Great American City. This package includes lower bowl game tickets. It's a uh, an incredible experience at the United Center, plus tours of Wrigley and Soldier Field in Chicago. For the Oilers Now Hockey Road Trip, call New West Travel 780-432-7446 or online at newwesttravel.com. We'll tell you that guests on the show receive gift certificates to Japanese Village, steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Visit their Edmonton South, Downtown, Northside, and Sherwood Park locations. All right, to the tax line. Uh, obviously, the day after a significant day in Canada and a day that maybe didn't go the way that a lot of Albertans uh, were hoping. The Don, who is a little bit old school in his approach, uh, says, uh, Canadian politics, I'm so disgusted I might move to Texas. Uh, okay, well, okay. Ben says, out of Bonneville, talking about Leon Drysaddle in the top five. I wouldn't trade Leon. Uh, the only name that would make me think is Victor Hedman. Another texter says, only Nathan McKinnon for Leon. This texter says, how happy are we, are we going to be? He's going to combine the political talk with the sports talk. When the liberal NDP inevitable coalition add a luxury tax on sports teams and players. If players making lots of money start losing 50% of tax, they might, uh, that might drive professional sports out of Canada. Hmm. Again, you can uh, text us at 630-630. Ron and Bill, pretending to be hunting right now, say, does Ethan Bear have a legit chance to be a top four defenseman? Again, you can text us at 630-630. And there was another texter on uh, Ethan Bear as well. Basically... Uh, asking the same sort of thing. The Bears story is great, and there's more in the way. How many times, though, have defensemen caught on with other teams when the Oilers have given up uh, on them, including Jeff Petrie, Justin Schultz, Jordan Osterley, uh, Hunt Gustafson, who else? Well, I'd say that uh, the hope is that Ken Holland has a very pragmatic approach to things. Ethan Bear is a wonderful story. Uh, this guy was an elite-level defenseman in the Western Hockey League. Ethan Bear, in his final... 
135 regular season games uh, for the Seattle Thunderbirds. Final 136 games. He had 135 points. That's in the regular season. In the playoffs, last two years in the playoffs, 35 games played. He had 48 points. It's pretty good. This text, Wayne Gretzky wants electoral reform. Uh, only name I'm trading Leon Drysettle for, says a texter, is, Lee, is Connor McDavid. Yes, we've heard that one. This text comes in. Bob, serious hockey question for you today. Why is Magnus Pierre at the NHL great speed and can kill penalties and would he be a good bottom six player? Just didn't happen for him. Couldn't score. Couldn't score. Bob, you guys had a good third line center. His name is Ryan Strom from uh, Randy out of Brooks, Alberta. Randy? The ship sailed on Ryan Strom. I will tell you point blank that there were individuals with the orders that uh, uh, when Peter Shirelli first investigated the possibility of doing the, sh- the uh, trade Strom for Spooner, tried talking Pete out of doing the deal. You can text us at 630-630. All right. 109 in Edmonton, as promised. Let's get up, catch up with the order of the past. Now, the general manager of the Minnesota Wild, uh, Bill Guerin. Bill Guerin is today's headliner for touchback safety. Your safety is their goal. Discover your safety training solutions at touchbacksafety.com. Here's our conversation with uh, Bill Guerin, which took place just in between the Edmonton and Minnesota morning skates. Bill, maybe uh, just your thoughts first on uh, the opportunity provided to you by uh, Craig Leopold here in Minnesota uh, to be an NHL general manager. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's an incredible opportunity, a big honor, um, something that I've worked hard for. And uh, you know what? I'm, I'm extremely happy that, uh, that I get to do it here in, in the state of hockey. And, uh, you know, like I said, there, there's everything here to, to, to build a winner. We've got a great owner that's committed and passionate about it, a, you know, an amazing fan base that's knowledgeable about the game and, and passionate about it. And, you know, it, it, it's a, it's a first-class uh, organization. So um, I, I, I feel extremely fortunate to, uh, to be sitting in this seat. It is uh, a unique, somewhat provincial market. I would say Buffalo's a little bit of a provincial market. Edmonton's a bit of a provincial market. And you kind of got to embrace it, don't you? That's kind of part of the job when you come into a market like this is, is to kind of be... And it's crazy to say it, but maybe there's some guys in some situations that haven't been all in. You got to be all in with the community when you get a job like this. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. And uh, you know, Minnesotans have uh, tremendous pride in being the state of hockey and and the way things are done here. And hey, listen, uh, I, I've been traded before. I've moved cities many a times, and there's only one way that that our family knows how to do it, and that's to be all in. And you know what? I'm gonna. I'm going to do my best, my best for this hockey team and this organization. Um, I'm going to get out there and, and be involved in the community. I'm going to go ice fishing. I'm going to, you know, do all the things that that, that you do in in Minneapolis, St. Paul, and and it just makes it more enjoyable when when you get into something and, and you just you know jump in with two feet. Despite the two and six record, uh, and you've been in a bunch of those games. Is it at least reassuring knowing that you have a base on defense? Like, you look at your top 4D, and look, Brad Hunt's having a great offensive campaign. It's a wonderful story to start. But your top four defense is a legitimate top 4D in the NHL. Yes, and that's definitely the strength of our team right now. Um, and, and 
that's something that uh, we feel like we're, we're pretty lucky to have. So um, what we what we feel we need to do, though, is just be a cohesive group out on the ice. Uh, play in five-man units, play as a team, um, support each other, play play well in our defensive end, and, um, you know, let, let Doobie see the shots that he's supposed to see and, uh, you know, prevent as many as we can. So we, we, we want to be, uh, like I said, a cohesive group out there and just play as a team. Minnesota General Manager Bill Guerin joining us. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. Bill, uh, it's it's interesting. You look at your forward units, and it's a young man's game, especially on the flanks and the wings. you got a couple older center. So there was a decision made to bring in Matt Zuccarello on a five-year deal, which preceded you. Uh, you do have a kid like Matthew Boldy coming, who a lot of teams liked, including Edmonton, had ranked higher maybe than a couple other guys that maybe the fans here thought that the team should have taken a shot on, like Cole Caulfield. Uh, but... Is there going to be a bit of a challenge up front in terms of maybe transitioning to some younger players over time? Well, you know what? We, we have who we have right now, and there there's certain uh, contracts that, uh, you know, uh, allow players to stay, and, you know, we'll work with them. You know what? They're good players. Uh, and, and you know what? Like I said, if, if we have a team-first mentality, if we work together, these are good hockey players here. They, they earn those contracts because of – because they're good hockey players, we don't we don't give out contracts like that because you're mediocre. It's because you're you're very good. So I'm I'm very comfortable with our group. We just need to get the most out of everybody. You have a player in Jason Zucker and the Pittsburgh Penguins, of which you were formerly a part of, had interest in Jason. Uh, this organization's moved some really good top six players over the last uh, three years, uh, in, in, in the last couple of years, including obviously Charlie Coyle and Granlin and all those guys. But just a thought, just a thought on, uh, you know, some people might say, well, Jason Zucker's a guy that can go get you something, but he's kind of, you know, he can skate. He's kind of the, the new age player as well. He's a pretty important player for your organization, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Um, you know, and, and we rely on him to, to produce for us. And, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, when I was with Pittsburgh, we, we tried to acquire him, and uh, the deal fell through. But I feel pretty fortunate right now that I, that I finally got him. What's your mindset on analytics? How, how much did the Penguins do? Uh, this organization went through a little bit of a cathartic process with analytics last year. Uh, I, is there a combination of, of seeing the player plus running the numbers? Do you th- where, where are you at with no, that? No, I'm a believer in it. And you know what? The more information that, that I can get to help me make decisions, the better. Um, you know, we have uh, uh, Matt Sells running our analytics department. He ca- comes to us from Team Canada, and um, you know he, he's excellent at what he does. And yeah, it, it, it's got to be a combination. You can't just build a team off of uh, you know uh, one one source anymore. You, you you have to have eyes on the players. You have to have the numbers uh, supporting or, or taking away from that. And uh, you know, I just try to gather as much information I can uh, before I make a decision. From your perspective. Uh, has there have you imparted your your sort of outlook on what you're asking your amateur scouts to look for? You're kind of you're trying to maybe gauge what you have with your scouting staff. Do you envision maybe doing things maybe a little bit differently than they've done things in the past year? You know, I don't know how they did them in the past. I, I know what I'm bringing with me, and uh, you know we, we we've set a criteria for the type of players that we want. And the scouts understand that wholeheartedly, and and that's what they're out looking for. And you know, I think you know when you get into amateur amateur scouting, there's there's so much you, you 
you know, you have to look at um, obviously the on ice product, but then you do have to do the, a lot of due diligence in the into the uh, the background of a player, the character of a player, because you really want to know what you're getting because the picks nowadays are just so crucial. One of the things that you did well in Pittsburgh is you oversaw the farm system, and you guys, uh, I think it's fair to say, supported the elite level players you had with a lot of primarily NCAA free agents or NCAA drafts that spent some time percolating or, you know, sort of playing at the AHL level. Is that going to be part of the process that you're going to have here with the Minnesota organization? Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like, um, you know, what we built in Pittsburgh, uh, the development model really worked. Um, like you said, the, these guys can supplement the, the star players. And, uh, you know, what? And a lot of them have turned into, uh, you know, high-quality NHL players. And I think, uh, you know, you give – you give guys time to develop, time to mature, time to play uh, in the American Hockey League and bring them up at the right time. And when you bring them up, you give them an opportunity. They've earned it. So we can't be afraid to play some of these guys in, in crucial situations or on power plays. Um, you know, put them in a position where they're going to succeed because we need that. Brad Hunt's a guy who has enjoyed every second he's played in the NHL. Matt Hendricks has moved in your development side, has enjoyed every second that he played in the NHL. When you have people like that around, is there an infectious enthusiasm that rubs off on people the right way and creates a more positive environment? Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, I spoke to Hunts on the phone and, and then met him in person. I, I thought he was kidding. I, I couldn't believe anybody could be that positive. But right. he, he yeah. was, he's an absolute joy to have around. He's, he's having a great start for us, which is uh, it's so nice to see. Um, but, yeah, the, the positive... Uh, attitude that that those guys bring to our to our dressing room and to our hockey op staff. Uh, you know, y- you need people like that around to have success. Hey, you guys drafted Philip uh, Johansson a couple of years ago. He played. He's currently playing in the Swedish uh, Hockey League. We already briefly mentioned Bully. Obviously, your time in Boston, you would know he's out of BC. But uh, you know, how, how closely do you guys monitor? You know, those are high end picks. Those are important picks for you guys moving forwards. And and do you have separate development people working maybe with a defenseman as opposed maybe a former NHL defenseman working on development side and maybe a former forward? You know, Henrik's obviously a former forward with the forwards. Yeah, yeah, we we do we. Have and uh, Brad Bombardier was just over in Europe uh, spending time with those guys and watching them play. And um, he, he's been he's been excellent. Um, you know, I know Bomber from just, well, I played with him in New Jersey, but then seeing him out on the road all the time. I knew he worked hard, but um, he's he's uh, a whole other level of... Uh, of organized and hardworking, and than I than I even could have imagined. So he does a great great job, and yeah, all our prospects are important, and we have to give each and every one of them a lot of time and uh, make sure that they're on the right track, and we're communicating with their, you know, whichever club they're playing with right now, and uh, you know, just just to make sure that things are going well and they're progressing. Bill uh, Ken Holland might suggest Jimmy Devilano was a mentor of his. From a management perspective, you played for a lot of different managers around the league, including uh, Glenn Sather at Edmonton. who would be some of the guys that you sort of maybe picked? I mean, because you think about that from a coaching perspective for coaches, but what about for a manager? Who are sort of the guys that have influenced you along the way? Well, I mean, obviously, the guys that I spent most of my time with, and, um, you know, there was Lou Lamarillo, uh, Jim Rutherford was very influential, Ray Shiro. You know, and I did, you know, I, I was with Slats for a short time, but I did learn a lot from him. And, uh, you know, it, 
you know, at, at the time it was tough, you know, being traded or playing on so many teams, but I did learn a lot along the way, and I did play for some great people, um, people who are still sitting in that chair now, and uh, it's nice to be able to lean on them, and, uh, you know, it's also nice to bring with me the things that I've learned along the way. You're the only player in NHL history to have scored 20 goals for seven different teams. It's a major accomplishment. It's also a sign you played a long time. Uh, just to wrap up, a thought on your playing time in Edmonton and the time you spent there and how much you enjoyed it because the fans really liked you and Doug Wade. You guys, you guys bought into the community there, and I think that's part of the reason why you were as beloved as you were. Uh, we, you know what, we, we still talk about it, and we, we loved it, and it was, uh, you know, I was a 27-year-old 20, kid, and um, my wife was my wife was 24 years old. Uh, you know, we had a little baby. She had never been there before. We moved out to Edmonton, and you know, we didn't know what it was going to bring, but it, it brought us a lot of joy. And we did. We jumped right into the community, and we just loved it. It was that was that was just. Great to be an NHL player in the city of Edmonton, and we really did love it. You know what's crazy about it now is the orders would have been able to afford and give you an extension. Now they wouldn't have had to trade you away because <laughs> of a different world now. Hey, who would have thought the orders would have ever been a team since the 0506 lockout, with the exception of one year that would be contributing to revenue sharing? So it just shows you how things can change in this business. No, it can, and it you know what for the for the better. And you know what, it's great to see Edmonton uh, doing well. And, um, you know, what? they've got great people there, you know, Kenny Holland and uh, Dave Tippett's one of my all-time favorite people in the game of hockey, and he's extremely bright, and it's nice to see him guiding this uh, talented, talented group of young players. That is Bill Guerin, former Edmonton Oiler, was with the uh, team basically 97 to 2000, came over in the Jason Arnott trade, and the Oilers couldn't afford to keep him, so they had to flip him in a trade for Anson Carter to the Boston Bruins. This is Oilers now. I want to mention to you, we brought Brent Ridge forward out of Wetaskiwin in about uh, three weeks or so here. They're a big part of the show. And uh, they are also a, a terrific dealership where you can be a part of a small-town atmosphere. Let them prove why cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Brent Ridge is an eight-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. Uh, they're straight shooters. You go in there, you sit down with guys like Milt and Rich and uh, Johnny and the gang at uh, Brent Ridge Ford. And they don't sit there and do the old bait and switch when it comes time to uh, basically, you know, go to financing and that sort of thing. Brent Ridge uh, Ford, as we mentioned, eight-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. Give them a call, one 477 Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 3673. Visit them at brentridge.com. 122 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. 
It's 125 in Edmonton. Some new hardware here that we're traveling with on the road. Special thanks to Mike Guyason out of Winnipeg uh, with uh, helping coordinate and educate me on it. And Mike Evans out of 630 Chadden, uh, the chorus building. He's our uh, lead engineer. want to mention to you that it is 125. The Oilers and the Minnesota Wild. Devin Dubnik, the former Oilers netminer, 14th overall pick. Remember, he had three straight years of 916 and 921 save percentage. And then the roof fell in and a bad year got moved from Matt Hendricks, who's now retired and working for the Minnesota Wild organization. Uh, Dubnik's been the number one goaltender here in Minnesota for the last six years. They made the playoffs in four of those seasons. Um, and it'll be Mike Smith for the Edmonton Oilers. And Dubnik actually backed up Smith. So Dubnik went from Edmonton to Nashville, from Nashville to Montreal. Wasn't even playing in the AHL. And then went and saw the goalie whisper. Sean Burke and went into Arizona, backed up Mike Smith, jump-started his career. Chuck Fletcher traded for him. And now he's been a number one goaltender in the league the last six seasons. Let's get to the injury report brought to you by our friends from James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Jim Brown uh, had his uh, hockey career ended as a member of the Edmonton Oil Kings due to injury. Trent Brown, a hard-nosed um, safety, terrific athlete that played for Coach Don Levy at the University of Alberta before an extensive CFL career where he was a CFL All-Star and a great cup champion. With our injury report for James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Here's Brendan Escott. Well, thanks, Bob. If you saw the play last night in the Colorado game, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about Yikes. with respect to the Miko Ranton and ankle injury. He did make it off the ice under his own power, but is absolutely questionable for Friday's game against Vegas. Uh, the Bruins placed David Krejci on IR officially with an upper body injury that has kept him out since October 14th. Anders Bjork was recalled in his place. Preds forward Philip Forsberg has missed the last two games with a lower body injury and did not practice yesterday. He is questionable tonight against Anaheim. In Minnesota, Victor Rass questionable tonight with a lower body injury. So is Joel Erickson-Eck. Matt Zuccarello remains on the IR and Greg Patteron has a bilateral core muscle injury. For the Oilers, Josh Archibald will dress tonight after blocking that shot against Winnipeg. Joe Kim Nygaard out with a rib injury. Adam Larson recovering from his fractured right fibula and Joel Parrison still in concussion protocol. There you have it. So it's going to be the Edmonton Oilers, 7-1-1 one, and one on the season uh, with the top-ranked power play in the NHL, though they've gone 0-4 uh, over the last, 0-4, last two games against Detroit and the Winnipeg Jets. Oilers with the third-ranked uh, PK. Connor McDavid currently second in the NHL in scoring with 17 points. Drysaddle is third. We'll get to more texts on Leon Drysaddle coming up on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. We'll hear from Leon Drysaddle and Mike Smith in the final half-hour of Oilers now after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.